This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. The men guess so. Where we read you back your shit. Do you love it? You do. Then say it. Then <laughs> <laughs> scream it to the sky. Scream it to your car. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for the first one? I'm ready. The subject line is the ghost of Route 26, the Mary Knight murder. Mm. Hi, MFM family. I'm a little late to the murder party. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not a party. <laughs> but since I've started listening, I have been binging like crazy. My hometown murder is a pretty crazy one, mostly because of the ghost of the victim has been seen many times mm. over the years. Anyways, I live in a sleepy little town called Poland, Maine. Mm. I wonder if it's like that that's where Poland Springs is from. The oh, delicious water. Could be. We'll look into it. <laughs> With just a few thousand living souls and possibly a few other spectators. So it's a tiny town yeah, in Maine. I love, love it. it. Every year when October rolls around, the stories come back to life about the murder of Mary Knight, also known as the ghost of Route 26. Mary Knight was gruesomely murdered on October 6th, 1856 by her husband, George, who was 20 years younger than her. What? Holla. <laughs> Mary had been ill for quite some time before her murder many people including her doctor believed that her husband was poisoning her oh fuck that night on the 6th mary was murdered in cold blood while she was lying in bed with george's 83 year old mother it's said that for some reason she had gone to bed with his mother that night maybe because she felt the evil that was soon to Mm. occur when mary's body was discovered people at first thought it might be a suicide but it was soon clear that she had been murdered a few days later george was arrested for that murder of his wife he said the word murder 15 times while the scene of the murder is just down the road from my house the home is no longer there the homestead changed hands many times over the years but the house is no longer this leads us to the ghost of route 26 who is believed to be Mary. A woman in a white dress, sometimes resembling a wedding dress, has been seen walking or hitchhiking along Route 26 many, many times. Once my mom was driving by a cemetery on Route 26 and she saw a bride in the cemetery (gasps) getting her photo taken. Maybe it was a real bride. In a cemetery (laughs) with that. doesn't sound like a ghost. Action. <laughs> nope. She's got one foot up on the yeah. on the tombstone. Um, that's, it was a goth. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. It was a 90s goth. Goth high school students need to go somewhere. That's right. And it's not going to be the fucking mall. No. It's going to be the cemetery. That's right. Although I've never... Uh, personally seen her many locals have some people believe that she's searching for her house that is no longer there whether the ghost is real or not mary knight was still gruesomely murdered in my small town of poland and her memory will never be forgotten stay sexy and don't get murdered love nicole oh that's so like a thoughtful tribute a thoughtful ghost-based classic hometown (laughs) yes bring them on true crime and archaeology the idea behind missing children on milk cartons Okay. This one's good. 
Okay. MFM family. I've been wanting to write in forever, but since you guys covered my hometown, Carrie Stainer, in like episode one and nothing much goes on um, in that small town, I've been waiting for something else to cross my path. And luckily that happened today. I work for an archaeology firm in the Bay Area. Today, while doing lab analysis, both my passions collided, archaeology and true crime. And I was so excited with what I uncovered, and I knew I had to write in. We've begun recently to analyze the artifacts that were recovered from the 19th century American period features. I don't know what that means. One artifact in particular caught my eye because it was a clear glass bottle with the words Charlie Ross written across it and the image of a little boy underneath. Mm -hmm. My job was to figure out a date range for this bottle. Sometimes this can take a great deal of time and a ton of research, but with this particular bottle, it was as simply as typing in the name, and this is what I discovered. On July 1st, 1874, Charlie and Walter Ross, who were four and five years old at the time, were kidnapped in front of their family's mansion in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Whoa. This kidnapping marked the first for ransom in the United States. Whoa. I know. The boys were approached by two men who offered them candy to take a ride with them. They did so and proceeded to a store in Philadelphia where Walter was instructed to go buy fireworks inside the store. Walter went inside, but as he did, the men left with his brother, Charlie, leaving Walter behind. Charlie was never seen again. The boy's father began receiving ransom demands from the kidnappers. Not being able to pay the ransom, the boy's father went to the police, which led to the kidnapping making national news. Flyers were printed and posted, but Charlie was never found. Mm. Cologne or perfume bottles were made with Charlie's name and photo embossed on them. This was to help spread the word of Charlie's disappearance. The idea behind these is that they would be on someone's dresser for an extended period of time, not tossed in the trash like ordinary items. That way to leave an impression of the poor missing boy. Although Charlie was never found, it is said that his kidnappers were caught. According to sources online, these bottles are very difficult to find, and I feel extremely lucky to have come across one while wasting away at work. Wow. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this interesting story about Charlie Ross. I want you to know... took everything in me not to begin this letter with fur babies just because I know how much you hate it. (laughs) Also, if you do read this out loud on an episode, a quick PSA that archaeology is nothing like Indiana Jones and no, we do not dig up dinosaurs. That's paleontology. (laughs) Much love, Jules. (laughs) Thanks for clearing that up, Jules. We've all been talking about the confusion (laughs) and how much it's ruining our lives. Okay. I'm not going to read the subject line of this because I think it's just a good read. Okay. Hi, y'all. Are we still doing grandparent stories? Is that a thing? (laughs) If so, I wanted to tell you one of the many awesome stories about my badass great-grandmother. To set the scene, it's 2006 in a small steel town in Pennsylvania. Is it eerie? And my then 83-year-old great-grandmother is behind the bar of the bar and restaurant she's owned for more than 30 years. It's a quiet night, and my great-grandmother is alone when a man she recognizes from earlier in that evening strolls into the bar. This time, however, he's wielding a shotgun (sighs) and demanding that she give him all the money in the cash register. My great-grandmother calmly reaches behind the bar to grab her tip jar and throws some ones in the robber's direction. Still demanding more money, the man threatens her with the shotgun and tells her to open the cash register. Obliging, she turns around to face the register, but instead of pulling out any money, she grabs the pistol she kept behind the bar and turns back to confront the robber. Full of spite, she tells him, if you don't get out of here, I'll shoot you right now. It's not. I'm not about to put up with any shit right off the street. (laughs) She'll deal with someone in, like, in her family. In a family, if right. you've been coming in for a while That's and you right. slowly start the shit. But family, not, friends. Not fresh off the street no. with no reservation. Absolutely not. 
Terrified of a woman nearly six decades older than him, he was 23, the dude runs out of the bar and is later arrested that night. The story was covered by local newspapers and news channels, but I think the one detail that never made it to the public is that the pistol my great-grandmother pulled on that robber was actually a toy gun. Oh my god. That's right. It was made of plastic and completely harmless, but that woman could put the fear of Jesus <gasps> into anyone, so it, I guess it didn't really matter. My great-grandmother owned and worked in that bar until she was 90 years old. Wow. She put her heart and soul into that place, and I'll never forget literally growing up in that bar uh, she was very she very recently passed away at 96 and was full of life and spunk and swear words until the very end she is hands down the most badass woman i've ever known thanks for all that you do stay sexy and always keep a toy gun behind the bar <laughs> d that's good i always wanted to thought it'd be cool to be part of a like family restaurant yeah you know yeah and it's like a hang a hang every night yeah there'd always be kind of people in the mix right People. And like generations work there. And I know. I love that. Yes. Hey, if you're going to write in everybody else, if you're going to write in, in about your badass great grandmother that does some awesome thing, give us a name. Oh, yeah. Like, let us promote your your grandmother. Because <laughs> What's her Twitter handle? We'll she- fucking say it. <laughs> um, but I mean, that was such a cool story. Yeah. I, lo- I love Edna. I love her. I'm going to say Edna. It's Edna is a very good guess. Yeah. From a small steel town in Pennsylvania. Athena. Okay. Dora. I mean, Dor- a, a classic Doris. Doris is a good one. Classic okay. Doris. All right. This is short question mark and lighthearted. Okay. All right. That's a nice combination. And it starts, I love you guys, but I'm just going to skip the intro. (laughs) I'm sending this from my work computer. Nosy coworkers. You get it. Sure. My mom was working at a college at the time and she had to attend her class's graduation that night. (laughs) Get right (laughs) in there. Yeah, you do have to do that. (laughs) My my regular babysitter canceled last minute and my mom couldn't find a replacement. So she proceeded to tell me I was finally ready to stay at home. Uh, That's usually how it happens. Yeah. It's like, aren't I old enough yet? No, no, no. And then it's like when there's some yeah, kind of plan falls through. It's like, oh, you're ready. She says it in the subject line that she's 11 right now. So that's when oh. mom was like, uh, all right, eh, fine. Okay. After the whole, if anything happens, call me chat. She patted me on my back and went on her way. After an uneventful few hours, I was watching TV in my parents' bedroom when I heard a whistle come from outside the bedroom door. <sighs> Not just a flat whistle, but like the Yoohoo type of whistle, kind of like the one in the Twitter notification. Ooh, right? Amazing. <laughs> I perfect pitch. That was incredible. I don't really. <laughs> At first, I thought it was something on the TV, so I turned it off, but then about five seconds later, I heard it again. <gasps> my first instinct was to call my mom, but the landline was in the kitchen, which meant I would have had to go through the hallway to get there. There was no way in hell I was doing that. So using my 11-year-old brain, I grabbed the old shotgun that was probably <laughs> about as tall as me from my mom's closet. Oh, the 80s and 90s. Oh, just shotguns lying hither and thither. <laughs> I had cocked it and pointed it at the door. <laughs> then I heard a door open and shut somewhere in the front of the house. Then I heard footsteps coming towards the bedroom door. I jumped up on the bed. A little 11-year-old girl with fucking... Mm, and ready to lay waste to whoever comes around that right, door. Right, you fucking evil whistler, you. Oof. And uh, I stood up on the bed and I stood there pointing the shotgun at the door. The moment the door swung open, I closed my eyes and pulled the trigger. No, I'm sorry. That's a basic gun safety thing. If you're going to pull that trigger, eyes must be open. And also... Don't put fucking guns where your 11-year-old can find them. Don't make the 11-year-old make the choice of if I have to do something, a shotgun should be involved. Look, we all know now, and gun safety is such a huge issue and, you know, all of that stuff, but we all know 
we're laughing at this, but keep your, you don't need, lock your Stop and children. Don't. And, no, it's not non, it's non-negotiable. And, then, and throw away the key. Stop it. Okay. I heard the gun click. I opened my eyes expecting to see some creepy guy bleeding out on the ground. To my surprise, I see my short Southern mom standing there shouting at me. What the hell? <laughs> Then it says, pronounced hail. What the hail? <laughs> Do you think you're doing? After I calmed down, she explained that the noise came from the new clock she had hung in the hallway that makes different bird noises each hour. <laughs> Luckily, I still have a mom because the gun wasn't loaded. Needless to say, I okay, didn't... Well- that that's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, now yeah. we don't have to be so upset about those people because they're like they're not keeping loaded guns around right. the house. That's a good thing for the eleven year olds. That's, that's great. Yeah. Needless to say, I didn't stay home alone again for a long time, <laughs> and she relocated the gun. <laughs> Anyways, SSDGM and don't buy fucking bird clocks, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is that's chilling. It's menacing. It's and also if you're gonna buy a bird clock, send out an email right. to the fam. Right. Notice. Let people know. That's right. It, kids, can you come in here for a second? Right. This is the new family clock. talk. Ugh. We are having a family talk. Family meeting about the bird clock. <laughs> oh my god. She almost shot her. She could have shot own her mother. mother. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, even if you grow up around guns, even if it's a big part, it kills people. They yeah. kill people. Because you know. Because because flawed humans are the people who are we wielding those guns. Sometimes yes, they're eleven, as we all are, and they shouldn't be. I mean, Let's, Janet, God damn it, Mom, Janet. Oh, we got in a big loud fight at a pizza restaurant once over gun control laws. <laughs> it was really great. It was great. <laughs> what pizza restaurant? It's a nice like wood fired pizza place <laughs> in on like in like La Brea or something. Oh, shit. It was nice and it was during the day. Yep. Why do I always remember lyrics to songs, Karen, that I haven't heard for years, but I always forget my email passwords? I know, right? It's like our brains only want us to retain useless information, but with 1Password, that problem solved. 1Password is an award-winning password manager that's trusted by families and large-scale companies alike. If you're tired of being the person that everyone texts for a streaming login, hand that honor to 1Password. They let you share logins with people and with groups. With 1Password, you can securely switch between any device type or operating system. That means if you're a family or business that uses both Mac and PC, you won't have trouble sharing your private data. Don't let the name fool you. 1Password does more than just store passwords. It can autofill usernames, payment details, and personal information. And they notify you about potential data breaches. For business operations, 1Password has a dedicated support team that will integrate its security tools into your existing workflow. 1Password saves everyone time. And we all know that time saved equals money saved. Your accounting department will thank you. Don't just listen to us. 1Password was named Wirecutter's best password manager. And companies like Salesforce and IBM trust 1Password to secure their most sensitive information. So you can too. Right now, our listeners get a free two-week trial at onepassword.com slash mfm that's two free weeks at one as in the number one password.com slash mfm onepassword.com slash mfm goodbye georgia have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant like perfectly scrambled eggs oh my god yes karen and then all i want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day well you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient 
Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit MadeInCookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N Cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Hey, my favorite people. So here's a quick hidden quote unquote treasure story. This past Thanksgiving, my family and I were playing cornhole and just hanging around outside. Love cornhole. It's the best game. Vince hates the name. Yeah, it's not a good name. It's kind of a dirty name, but, you know, it's a fun game. Mm -hmm. So they're just hanging around outside after having lunch at my aunt's house. I have a two-year-old niece named Zoe who can walk now and um, who can walk and run now and is constantly getting into things slash trouble. While we were playing, my sister was keeping an eye on Zoe as she explored and ran around the paved driveway. My sister went chasing after Zoe as she made a run for it uh-uh. and scooped her up just before she stepped off of the pavement into the yard. When my sister looked down at the spot where my niece almost fell, she noticed a gaping hole in the grass that seemed to go down forever. Uh-uh. We grabbed a flashlight and shined it down the hole, but saw no end in sight, just a forever widening tunnel. We put a cone on top of the hole and continued on with our game, <laughs> not thinking much of it, except the fact that Zoe almost fell. So the next day, my aunt had a friend who was a handyman come and check it out, what she suspected was a sinkhole. Ugh. Her friend took one look and knew exactly what it was. Mm. It was not a sinkhole, but a burial site. <gasps> no, no. 
Not the kind for bodies, but the kind that people used to use to get rid of old things they no longer wanted. The handyman swung at the grass surrounding the hole with a shovel and immediately fell about 10 feet into the ground. What? When we looked down at him, we saw that he was standing on a mountain of old school desks and chairs. Oh my God. Most likely from the 40s or 50s. Oh, I'm just so jealous. So jealous. To witness that, uh, he went on to tell us that back in the day, people would bury things that they wanted to get rid of, but didn't want to pay to take to the dump. (laughs) You're not going to pay 30 bucks to get rid of those old chairs. Apparently, this was and is pretty common, at least where I'm from, but it completely blew my mind. (sighs) Anyway, it was a crazy sight to see so many old school desks and chairs piled up 20 feet high underground, (sighs) preserved almost completely. (sighs) The friend ended up just pouring cement down the hole, filling it up to the top and sealing it forever. No. Yeah, they just fucking you cemented it. You could have sold it. those fuckers on Etsy for two fifty a pop. Uh, easily. Yeah. Like, a, a shitty old school chair that gets refurbed. Oh my god. That, that would sell, like, down on La Brea, that would sell for oh, yeah. like a thousand dollars a set. Totally. Or more each. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <Flush> um, shipping. <laughs> hope this was at least a little bit interesting yes. to you guys. Yes, it was. Stay sexy and don't bury your old shit in the ground because one day, someone's niece might fall into the hole. Caitlin. Remember that we did a story once where someone had an old school desk chair on the wall? Yes. And something happened with it. It was ghosty. It was ghosty where uh, it was a child ghost that was there because of the chair. Right. Right. And it was (gasps) two guys that owned like a bed and breakfast or something. Yes. Maybe it was the chair from that story. (laughs) What? I mean, Uh, it's all connected. Here's the last one. Hello, MFM fam, pets included. When I was about three or four years old, in order to speed up the process of me getting ready and out the door for preschool, my dad would pretend to race me to get ready. (laughs) That's such a good idea. Of course, he would always leave a sock off or his tie so I could win each day. One morning, he had to rush to get out to work and he was ready before me. Of course, my four-year-old pride couldn't take it and I was delivered to preschool bawling by my mother. (laughs) You lost. Yeah. When my teacher asked what's wrong, I sobbed to her, my daddy beat me. (laughs) As my mom is petrified and scrambling to explain that I was beaten in a race and not physically abused, I am still crying in the background. While my preschool looked into my serious allegations, they did determine that indeed my dad does not physically beat me because he's an incredible human. He just happened to win the race that day. That is comforting that they would look into this allegation as Mm -hmm. it was the 90s and this was the same preschool that had an entire class of four-year-olds alone in the back of a school van with no seats to make a quick trip with the teacher for an errand. No. Luckily, my dad had to drop something off and caught the situation before it got dangerous. He volunteered to watch my entire class as the teacher had to go on an emergency errand, solidifying his incredible human status. And also solidifying that teacher's very bad decision-making Oh, my skills. God. They would be put in jail today, I Are feel like. Are you insane? Just throw them all in the back of a van. Let's see. I have 24-year-olds. <laughs> Let's just pile them in the back of this. <laughs> I really need to go get van. I have to go get new nail polish. That's right. I can't look at this anymore. Well, this is not a hometown murder. This is a hilarious antidote about how kids say the darndest thing. <laughs> Stay sexy and don't get your dad arrested, Katie. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> Guys, send us any kind of story at my favorite murder at GML. If you think it's entertaining, if you think we'll like it, if it's horrifying. We just need it to be the truth. That's yeah. all anyone needs these days. And even slightly well written. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. No, no. Cer- certainly not. This no. is not an essay contest. It's not. <laughs> it's a story. Storytelling you contest. won't be graded. 
<laughs> it's it's an hard. are you an okay human content. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> no and pressure. Stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Alice, do you want a cookie? Ah.